of the gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. Another Just Informed Talk radio show with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. It is another great day with a lot of big news. We're going to be going into some interesting stories here today, diving down the rabbit holes, as it were, with regard to uh, this latest hearing uh, on Capitol Hill about China's cyber threat to the United States. I think it's a very uh, interesting topic that's worth talking about. And Nick, today, is an interesting day we're going to be tying some connecting some dots on this right talking about continuity of government and some other things uh but it's going to be one of those stories that we have to keep an eye on as we are being distracted domestically with the election uh, you know nonsense that never ends and the shenanigans they're running the games they're trying to play the psyops they're trying to pull off on the american people to gaslight us into not believing our own lion eyes, as they say. We're going to be talking about that, plus a bunch of other stories, including a little bit of a deep dive into this crazy story about 23andMe, the company that people willingly submit their DNA to a company while paying them to data put it into a database and give you some little report on you know your your ancestry while they use that data to enrich themselves uh gonna be an interesting show we have a lot to talk about in regard to all of that plus a bunch of other stories that we want to get into here today but before we go any further uh want to bring on our co-host nick no nick uh how are you doing today sir good morning craig it is a wonderful day, and I'm ready to go. All right, maybe bump your uh, volume up a little bit if you could, brother, because you're coming in a little light. Um, right. Let's go ahead, though, and get into some of these stories. The first story I want to talk about today, but but I guess before we do that, let me say thank you. Really, honestly, thank you, truly, to everybody out there listening. With your, If you're listening here at, on 1360 AM in the front range of Colorado, up in Wyoming, over Nebraska, we are so grateful for you guys joining us. And uh, if you're joining us on the live stream on Rumble or YouTube, please do me a favor. All you got to do is is the most simple thing ever. Click that button that says subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Like the video and share it. It is up to you guys to get this information out there as far and as wide as we can on whatever social media. Even if you don't think it's that big of a deal. If you don't think it's that, you know, your account's not that big and it's not going to matter. Trust me when I say it does. If we keep sharing this collectively and pushing this information out there, it is what is going to be the difference ultimately. In my humble opinion, it's going to take that kind of uh, effort on everybody's part individually. And I appreciate you guys out there listening. And uh, leave a comment in the, the comment section below or in the live chat, and uh, we'll be taking a look at that. I read through all of those every day. Plus, 
If you want to call or text, the number is always open, 877-536-1360. That's the number if you want to text or call in and leave your comments, thoughts, questions, whatever it may be. We'll try to read it on air here, and uh, that's one way you can interact with the show. Because, look, you guys out there are what make this show great. I know I say that a lot, but it's the ultimate truth. Without you guys, there would be no show. So we're just here as kind of conduits of your uh, effort and your listenership. So we appreciate that thoroughly, and we hope you guys uh, continue to stick with us as we have big things coming up in the future for this show uh, mark my words on that, right, Nick? We've been we've been making some big plans behind the scenes. Yes, that's right, Craig. We got a lot of fun and exciting news here coming up soon, and we got some really good stories to cover today. It, it, absolutely, we're going to get into some big ones here. And, and the first story I want to get into here, Nick, today is this select committee hearing on China's cyber threat to the United States. Now. Uh, this happened on the 31st of January, so not more than a week ago. We had the FBI Director Christopher Wray with National Security Agency Director General Paul Nakasone and other top cyber officials testifying on China's cyber threat to the United States homeland and national security before the House Select Committee on U.S.-China competition. They, in this hearing, warned about Chinese cyber actors' plans to attack U.S. critical infrastructure with cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency director Jen Easterly claiming that China is preparing for opportunities to incite, quote, societal panic and chaos, unquote. Moreover, Mr. Ray uh, says that the FBI recently identified hundreds of routers that had been taken over by the Chinese-sponsored hacking group Volt Typhoon. He and National Cyber Director uh, Harry Coker said China's cyber offensive is driven by the ultimate goal to supplant the U.S. as the world's leading superpower. So this hearing went into some great detail about what a future scenario of a cyber attack from China would look like. And when I kind of unpacked this previously uh a lot of the the narratives that they're pushing are very real the testimony that was given before congress was quoted as describing it uh, as being quote a cyber pearl harbor meant to devastate the united states infrastructure and unleash havoc for americans now nick you know I find it interesting that when you unpack the the you know informational de- the information and details behind all of this, that it does look and appear like China is positioning themselves to be able to have this this uh, ability. But I guess where I want to go first with you is, do you believe that is it, it what is more likely that China is going to try to pull this off or that some inner faction of our quote-unquote deep state is going to to pull something like this off and then blame china let's just start there because i think before we get into unpacking the details is i mean it's such a a horrible thing that we have to even ask this question right that we've come to this point but it seems as though it's worth just mentioning before we get deeper into this right nick 
Yeah, especially if you look at the uh, Facebook founder, Zuckerberg, he's he's been over there with China, cozied up to him, helping them create a social credit system and a control grid uh, to enslave them forever. And I'll have you uh, – I'll note that he married a Chinese national, likely affiliated with the CCP, and which is a threat to our national security. And uh, now he's digging a bunker out over there in Hawaii. The only couple of reasons you could do that for would be to uh, want hide from something that could happen, natural disaster. And he certainly doesn't think it would be raising uh, water levels from global warming because then he wouldn't be able to get out. So I think that he's doing it because he is aware of a an attack that's coming. So if you're if you're in Hawaii, your power goes out, all of the refrigerated stuff goes bad in two weeks. Uh, the food supply, the ship stop coming, um, all that stuff. So basically, it would make sense to make a bunker there because you got to stay underground until uh, the chaos settles. Basically, people die, and then you can come out afterwards and uh, and then have the island to yourself. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, you know, in China, um, you know, we're we're codependent, but uh, as you said, they they do have a goal of destroying our uh, United States as a um, you know a superpower. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, a few thoughts on the Zuckerberg thing. Like, A, I, I agree with you 100%. It's very strange to build a deep underground bunker on Hawaii, like you said, an island that, you know, once it's cut off from the world, if it ever happens, it would be a pretty uh, – it, it seemed like that you would have security in the, in the solitude, but you'd also have, you know, an entire island full of people who – know exactly where your bunker is and i'm sure with enough effort could easily get in there right that, that's kind of my thought once this story came out about his underground bunker i thought man who i guarantee you they leaked that intentionally to to you know undermine his his attempt to obfuscate uh being uh, held liable for all this. but anyway we come back we have more everybody stay tuned you're listening to just inform talk radio Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo, March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairground. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. Hi, folks. This is Pastor Bruce Miller with the Foothills Baptist Church family. Join us Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 for the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. That's Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4, here on 1360 AM.
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No And Nick, before the break, we were discussing this, uh, intel- this select committee hearing on the threat of a cyber attack from China. And in that, we were talking about, uh, you know, essentially who will really be behind it when it eventually does happen. I'm not sure that at this point we could say it's if, but rather when we're going to be facing a major cyber attack with the way that the global scenario is playing out, Nick. I mean, do you think it's more of a, a inevitability as opposed to a probability at this point? Well, the people who have been exploiting, enslaving, and uh, abusing humanity for ages uh, are scared. There's no way to get out of what they've done. They are going to be held accountable, and nothing can stop what is coming. So, um, the, you know, quoting Alfred from you know the batman movie he said some men just want to watch the world burn and that's these type of people if they can't have it all to themselves and if they can't control you and abuse you then they'll burn it all to the ground and that's what they're planning and it has a little bit to do with china and their strategy long term it wouldn't work out for them if they did it but uh for the people who have infiltrated china and this united states government that plan uh, is on the table for them and it's one of their options Yeah, I always remind myself with regard to how these things will play out that, you know, it's so easy for some of these politicians to get up there and say certain things about, you know, oh, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. Well, yeah, of course, it's going to be fine for them. They're going to be the ones in, you know, uh, under, you know, uh, what's the... What's the the complex outside of D.C. where all the bunkers are? I don't even remember the name of it. But, you know, they're going to be in, I think it's Crystal something, um... They're going to be there. They're going to be in Cheyenne. They're going to be in the deep underground military bases and bunkers. So we'll be the ones who have to deal with the consequences and the aftermath of all of this. And sometimes the way I look at it, there is this, you know, there's there's a part of me that, that sees things that have happened just over the past year or so. And I think to myself, there's a high probability that these attacks are going to keep uh, kind of getting bigger and bigger. I mean, just in this past Thanksgiving, there was a cyber attack that impacted 30 hospitals and 200 sites of care. Uh, If you'll recall, Ardent Health Services, which owns 30 hospitals and 200 sites of care across six states, confirmed that they were uh, the victims of a cyber attack that occurred on the morning of November 23rd, where hospitals in multiple states were forced to divert ambulances and disruptions caused by the Thanksgiving Day cyber attack. Now, is that, you know, just some coincidence or are, are these you know, kind of the escalating attacks that are a part of this, you know, ever-growing war. I mean, that's that's my question. The attacks themselves were quoted as to have forced some hospitals to go on diversion, meaning they were unable to accept new patients while emergency rooms were closed to patients in need of critical time-sensitive life-saving treatments and forced to lay or cancel surgeries and other critical procedures. And, you know, some people may think that's not such a big deal, but if you're one of the people who is in need of those critical emergency services or you're in need of a, a massive critical surgery or other procedure, then it is literally a matter of life and death for you. 
And I, I almost see an attack like that as a small-scale version of a warning shot being shot over the bow of the United States saying, look, you know, we have the capability to do this. Now, I believe, Nick, that when it comes to these cyber attacks, it, there's the same general principle that has dictated why we haven't gone to nuclear war, which is a mutually assured destruction, right? Meaning if, if China launches a cyber attack against us, we will surely respond in kind or with a higher level of force and retaliation. And that will certainly lead to not only our country being destroyed, but probably China being destroyed as well. And, so there is that idea that we are in this uh, mutually assured destruction phase with cyber war that will lead to uh, de-escalation, right? That's what you would think. However, as you said, so appropriately, quoting Alfred from Batman, uh, some people do just want to see the world burn. I mean, I believe wholeheartedly that for some of these individuals in power, that they're not just you know, normal people. I mean, these are very sick and twisted psychopaths who really do have a complete and utter disdain for humanity and a lust for power that is is something that can never be satiated in some cases. And those are the people who are the most dangerous at this point. Uh, they also have seen, you know, big problems in these hospitals with regard to a number of different, uh, you know, cybersecurity threats that, that aren't related to China or any kind of cyber war. But beyond that, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence put together a threat assessment for 2023 where it said this, China state-sponsored threat activity probably currently represents the broadest, most active and persistent cyber espionage threat to the United States government and private sector networks. China's state-sponsored cyber pursuits and its industry's export of related technologies increase the threats of aggressive cyber operations against the United States homeland. China almost certainly is capable of launching cyber attacks that could disrupt critical infrastructure services within the United States, including against oil and gas pipelines and rail systems, which is rather strange for them to come out and say that as a part of their threat assessment, given the wildly large amount of train derailments we saw lately, the, the most big one, the, the most prominent and, and uh, publicly noticed one, notable one, is uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, where the, uh, the, the vinyl chloride spill from that derailment led to uh, you know, water supplies being tainted, led to all kinds of health, adverse health effects and Interestingly enough, Joe Biden still hasn't gone there yet, I, I believe. So this to me is what they're indicating here is that China has these capabilities. And, and I would say and argue that they've most likely already been in this sort of war of attrition. And this wouldn't be too hard, Nick, right, to hide behind certain levels of uh, separation, meaning you could get some, you know, ragtag hacker group from Malaysia to conduct some of these attacks and and put in enough degree of separation from the Chinese, uh, you know, hacking cyber attack, cyber threat brigade that, you know, you almost couldn't pin it on to China, except you know that they were the ones funding it, right, Nick? That That's how they, they're going to run. That's how I see this evolving as technology becomes more uh, ubiquitous and, and people gain more skills in that realm 
you may not even be able to tell the difference between a major country's cyber attack and some smaller hack operation that is seeking to sow chaos and anarchy. Uh, that's my take on it, where we're headed in the future. Just like, you know, terrorism uh, kind of splintered off into these small terror groups. I think the hackers are going to start, they already are, but it's going to continue to, to break down in that regard. What, what do you think, Nick? Well, sure. Usually with that sort of stuff, they use proxy wars like we're doing with Ukraine, like we do with Syria, like we do with, you know, you name it. it if there's a conflict, it's likely there's two world powers competing for some reason there in that spot. Um, you know, that's kind of to keep it from escalating to, into a nuclear war, which, uh, as you mentioned, uh, no one's going to do that because it's mutually assured destruction. And I know China wouldn't do that to us and attack us because there are uh, plenty of uh, stealth submarines that are autonomous sitting off the coast of China, and uh, it would absolutely destroy them. They have no idea they're there. I'm sure that they've got them. Uh, Russia also has something similar with the Poseidon, um, you know, so even then, even if it wasn't a nuclear exchange, that way they could still have tidal waves come in. Um, you can, uh, they can also strike, you know, from basically inside the wire is what it's called in China. Uh, it, they wouldn't do it. They know that if they do that to us, even a cyber attack, that that's an act of war. It's been stated such. So uh, I think you're right when they'll use a third party and then blame it on China because China is really aggressive, but they're not stupid. They would not do that. China China is very aggressive, but they're not suicidal. And they also understand in the, the concept of mutual assured destruction, like we said. But even beyond that, China is very much into playing the long game, right? <clears throat> And Nick, if I could just have you mute when you're not talking so that we could cut back sure. on the, the feedback. Um, China is not interested in playing a game where there is d this, this uh, ensure, to, they don't want to ensure their own destruction. They would, they would rather use a proxy to pull off an attack to weaken us in a war of attrition that could take, you know, in their mind, they could take maybe tens, decades, or, you know, even a century because they look back at their history, their their empirical dynasties, if you will, uh, and they see the, the long game. They, they don't really, are not in a rush, let's say, to push this war unless there's some outside existential threat that we're missing, which perhaps, Nick, we will discuss here uh, because I think it is worth mentioning, you know, continuity of government is what we're going to get into a little bit later here but before we do that i want to talk a little bit about you know where this all leads if there is some sort of attack first off nick what what is your like let's start with solutions for our audience out there because you know what do you think people need to have on hand in case something were to happen if the power went out today what are the most important and essential things for our listeners out there to know as far as what they need to have on hand to be ready and prepared. I mean, I, we can go through a short list. I know it's not going to be extensive or anything, but just generally speaking, what do you think people need to have to prepare for something like this? 
everybody needs to have clean water, as much clean water as you can have on hand. Um, and then you also need to have special filters to filter out water, uh, uh, you know, from streams or wherever you get it. Um, there are some for camping that are pretty nice, but if you can afford it, I'd get a Berkey. They have silver built into them, so when it filters, well, some of their models, then it actually kills bacteria and, and other uh, pathogens too, not just filtering the water. Um, those are nice to have. You've got to have water, number one, and then you need to have some food saved. Canned food's good too uh, if you're going to stay put where you're at if something happens um, because it contains moisture and it lasts a very long time. But if you are trying to be lean and you got to get to a bug out location, you're going to want to get uh, My Patriot Supply or some similar company. You want to get some rations and you want to make sure you have at least, I would say, six months if you can afford it. And if not six, do three. Um, it's terrible to say, but in these kind of situations, situations with continuity of government if something goes down they're not there to prevent it they're going to stay underground until things settle for some time uh, and they're less chaotic then they'll come out and so uh, you need to make it to at least month three and if, once you get to there you're going to have way less issues with uh, people trying to find food and water that are competing for your resources uh, and if you can make it to that far it'll dwindle down it's terrible to say but uh, if you can make it that far, most people won't. So um, if there is anything left by way of resources, you could have access to them. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a very good advice for everybody out there listening. Like, you know, understanding the, the reality that most people are not prepared. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of uh, uh, folks, you know, really in some cases overestimate. They think, oh, I'll be fine. I have, you know, such and such amount, but... If you're living in bigger city, of course, it's going to be much more difficult. The higher the population density of your area, the more competition for resources there will be. And the desperation will really set in, like you said, around week two of a uh, grid down scenario where people will definitely at first, you know, listen to the authorities, stay in your homes, you know, wait this out. We'll have the power back on. But in, in, in some sort of major catastrophe scenario, whether, whether it's a natural or, or man-made attack that, or, or event that takes down the power grid, I think people need to be prepared to last, like you said, up to that three-month mark at least because ultimately, as you said, most people will not be prepared to last even that long. And I think on top of that, you're going to want to have uh, small denomination cash will be very valuable when the banks can't um, when the banks can't produce money as far as ATMs and, and there's no more commerce really it gets shut down almost immediately people will still have faith in cash so if you have only hundred dollar bills and there's no cash way to break the, down into you know change your smaller denomination bills will be actually more valuable in that scenario plus uh, there's other things we're going to talk about on the other side of the break that you should get and be prepared with just in case. I mean, in, in worst case scenario, you can cycle through these things that you buy and, uh, and keep them fresh. But we'll talk about it and much more on the other side of the break. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. 
This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately while helping you gain greater control of you and your family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the, T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off compound it whatever you choose and get this there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com that's invest the letter y r-e-f-y.com or call 888-YREFI-24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25 percent just call 888-YREFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them joe sent you Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And before the break, Nick, we were telling the audience about ways to prepare for a possible cyber attack. I do think the war in the future will not be a war of major countries. It'll be very similar, like you said, to what we're seeing now uh, with these proxy wars continuing to escalate into uh, larger regional wars that stay within those uh, parameters because as we talked about there's the the doctrine and, and and idea of mutually assured destruction which all countries uh, agree with at least in concept and understanding that if an attack of major nations if a war between major nations were to occur then it would ultimately lead to probably the the whole destruction of at least the northern hemisphere right nick yes that's right and uh, i just I wouldn't see the world leaders actually doing that um, in, in the different countries, even even if you know they seem uh, irrational or, or that they would would do something silly. They're they're not stupid enough to off themselves. Let's just say that. Um, so I wouldn't count on that. It's going to be from a rogue group, and they're going to blame it on somebody like they usually do. I mean, that's basically every every war we've ever been in has been like that. Um, 
where uh, it's a false flag. So, um, you know, with those, uh, if something did happen, though, there are different types of programs that go all the way back to whenever Ronald Reagan was in office. And some of them were started before that, but they were kind of small. But with his Star Wars program, um, there's three different alternatives they wanted to have for if there's a nuclear holocaust, if there was uh, some sort of uh, natural disaster, um, and if there was... Uh, you know, an CME or or uh, Planet X came by. They call it Wormwood, I think. Um, but and that's that was a real concern for them. So they started building these deep underground military bases for contingency operations in case something happens. Um, and and that's all been laid out. And um, you know, one of the scenarios, the CME one, that could happen any time. That could even happen from a distant, uh, far away uh, star so that uh, with supernova. Just uh, for everybody out there, CME. Is a is a uh, it stands for coronal mass ejection. Now this is where the sun basically uh, is it is it micronovas, and it shoots a burst of EMP electromagnetic energy at the United or at not the well at at the United States and the world more specifically or or broadly speaking I should say that would basically fry our modern electrical grid and could lead to essentially putting us back into the stone age now there are certain parts of our infrastructure that have been what they say quote unquote hardened meaning they've been specifically strengthened to withstand something of that magnitude but uh, broadly speaking the, the majority of our infrastructure is not prepared for it right nick that's right, and and our DC bureaucrats and and all those people have and lobbyists have tried for years and years to slow down the process of securing our energy infrastructure. It doesn't make any sense, and I and I've talked to several people that are involved and been doing government contracts and live around there for years, and they told me no matter what they do, everyone always stops it from happening. So we don't, um, you know. Uh, strengthen our grid system by um, having dual pathways, you know, different different alternative ways to turn on the power. What, I can't remember the word it's called, but, um, uh, you know, all that's been prevented. And, and there have been several people with encryption that's out of this world encryption that cannot be cracked even by a supercomputer, quantum computer. They've got um, all kinds of different other technologies uh, to prevent that sort of stuff from happening, even after the disaster happens, they've been preventing the communication system for if something does happen. There's there's uh, been an effort to stop people from being able to communicate in real time and and help uh, put out fires, address issues as uh, they manage the emergency. They've been trying to stop the communication systems. Why would they be, why would they be doing that? I mean, that's makes sense. Why? That's the question, right? What do they know that we don't? Yeah, and why would you not want your American citizens that you're supposed to be representing to have a fighting chance if there is a grid attack or something else happens? Uh, and, uh, you know, it's almost as it's either A, they are planning it, or B, they know something's coming and they don't want us to have a chance because then they have to compete. Or, you know, um, I, I mean, I would, I, would put, know, I would put forward a scenario maybe where they don't want us to be prepared so that they have time to get to their bug out you know, bunkers and, and deep underground military bases, you know, uh, obviously a part of the continuity of government would depend on just simple logistics, you know, getting people to places 
in the event this happens if it's sunned and unexpected and the power goes off chaos would ensue fairly quickly therefore you have a very small window of time to get the people who would be in charge of running this post-apocalyptic you know uh, you know quote-unquote government system uh you'd have a very small window to get these people from wherever they are to wherever they need to be and in that small window you would probably want there to be uh you know a relative window of of you know confusion and chaos where they could do what they needed to do now i don't know about that but I do know that the deep underground military uh, bases really do fascinate me, and I don't know how much we want to spend time on it, but, you know, it's been alleged that there are entire cities that have been built underground, and you have to take a step back and ask yourself, why are they doing that? Uh, To what end? Now, obviously, with the advent of satellite technology, you know, it's almost impossible to have, you know, hidden technology or hidden uh, military uh, infrastructure. So the obvious place to go would be underground. Uh, There is nowhere else at this point. And a lot of people have talked about, you know, in previous uh, iterations of the history of mankind that underground has always been a place where where they go where people just naturally tend to gravitate toward as they see you know chaos and calamity coming um you know i I, what do you think about the the concept of these deep underground military bases with regard to like you know everybody knows about area 51 and the you know maybe the the bunker underneath the uh, denver international airport here in colorado but I mean, there have to be a number of places that we just don't even know about, specifically places in the middle of nowhere, specifically, uh, for one example, there's an Air Force base out in northern New Mexico in a place called Dolce that people have said underneath that is a very massive complex, perhaps even the size of a city that is there being used for military logistical purposes. How many of those do you think are across the country? And and do you think that the public will be allowed in there? Or are we going to be the ones standing outside the door while they say, nope, you can't come in? Well, Phil Schneider said that there were numerous, and that's going back, you know, 20 years. And the technology is only uh, increased in capabilities. They've got these drills that drill out, and they also liquefy the rock around them. And it's got... uh, you know, the shape of a circle, which is actually structurally really sound. So whenever these walls cool, they make the perfect structure to support uh, keeping it. Um, the it turns tunnels, it, it turns know, the, the sand into glass, basically. Yeah, and I want to point out that that not only do those exist, but there are underground railway systems that travel from all the way across the United States and they can get there in no time within, uh, you know, a fraction of the time for flying. And, um, they are in the shape of constellations. If you look up certain constellations and where these dumbs are located and you put it across the United States, they made these as if they are, 
um, you know, mapped out to star constellations. And I want to point out that one of the underground bunker areas actually goes under Epstein's ranch. And I think it was New Mexico is where he had one. Yeah. Yes, that's that was just by. outside, just outside of Santa Fe, outside of Albuquerque. There, Zorro Ranch. We'll come back and talk more about this. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. (laughs) Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And, you know, we've been talking, Nick, here up till this point about a, a number of things. We started off talking about this uh, select committee hearing on China's ability to unleash a cyber Pearl Harbor. And that kind of naturally led us into the concept of, you know, solutions for how to prepare and then also what kind of contingencies exist for scenarios that the government's been planning for. You had mentioned, Nick, that there are several scenarios where they've factored in extinction-level events and how to prepare for them. And who knows how much of the actual uh, black budget goes to creating these uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, Uh, alternate scenarios where they can survive this kind of thing. But I would say this, that... As we talk about DUMS and this network of deep underground military bases, I think it's very important to note that there's practically no way to know exactly where any of these things are. Uh, I would say that you could almost bet your bottom dollar that the majority of information online that exists about these is probably either uh, misinformation or disinformation meant to throw people off the trail of where they actually exist, if that makes sense. And I do also think that when you talked about this this network of tunnels that connect a lot of these major deep underground military bases, that's one thing I do fully think is uh, happening. And I do also think, I think they talk about the, the connection for those, they use maglev trains, so magnetic levitation trains, which basically are like, what we've seen in Japan, the hyper, the super uh, rails there that go very fast, but that just underground because it's no emission. You know, you have basically a magnet 
on a rail and that's how you go from point a to point b at a very high speed and people the one thing i get criticism for from people out there and i've talked about this before in in my speculation on this is they say it's impossible to have a, a system of tunnels like that across the country because of a varying number of factors you know the instability of the the tectonic plates or whatever but i would argue that the technology has certainly gotten to a point like you said with these boring cap the, the the boring machines that they use to make these tunnels the stuff they have clandestinely uh nuclear powered drills that could you know as you said shape these these vast tunnel and networks that could you know basically make glass circular structures that are tunnels that can penetrate deeply into uh, a number of different areas it would make sense that they have these interconnected system because that's essentially how you have to be able to have a, a continuity of government uh contingency plan to have the ability to to connect to these places because in the event of some sort of massive attack you know traveling on the surface doesn't seem like the safest or most logical uh route if you could go underground right that's right. And then, of course, there's uh, some speculation that uh, there are uh, alien programs or, you know, whether or not they're, they're demons or whatever you want to call them. But th this is all coming out in the news, you know, that, that something's going on. There's some sort of creatures, whatever they are, visiting. And there's a website that's not for the faint of heart. Uh, if you want to go to uh, the orionlines.com, it really does a deep dive into these deep underground military bases and some other things like that. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure that he's on about everything, but I think that he's figured out some key things that that uh, some esoteric knowledge related to it. Yeah, I think a lot of this is in the realm of, you know. With the alien stuff, Nick, I, I'm always fascinated by that because, A, I believe that these entities that we've described as off-world, in my opinion, uh, are essentially confirming what we've learned biblically, which is that there are, uh, uh, you know, angels and demons. These are off-world entities that exist in another plane outside of our realm of understanding. And uh, with regard to the possibility of alien life, uh, I do not put anything past God. You know, there there is a God who created this universe, and He could create anything He wanted. So that I don't think it it, it doesn't change my view as a Christian on any of this stuff. But it does make me wonder. You know, how much of the things they tell us with regard to this, you know, disclosure. You know, you see Stephen Greer, and you see some of these other whistleblowers coming forward talking about aliens off-world technology secret underground military bases where they store this stuff uh, interestingly enough i've heard that a area 51 is just a kind of a, a a nothing burger it's more of a a testing ground for highly advanced uh air force equipment um but that the real the real mother load of of this secret technology exists in in and under uh, Patterson Wright Air Force Base in Ohio. But all that aside, I mean, when you see the disclosure, I know we're kind of going in a different direction, but I, I think this is a, a worthwhile aside. When you see this disclosure becoming public and almost, you know, they're, they're trying to mainstream it, do you think it's all possibly a part of a, a, you know, disinformation operation? They want us to be looking here when we should be looking there, that kind of thing? 
Sure, it's a distraction whenever the Hunter Biden laptop information comes out. Sure, it's, it comes out, they, they say, oh, we, they are real. And then the, we did get a craft, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I want to make sure everybody understands Tom DeLong and John Podesta uh, worked together on uh, disclosure. But remember that, as William Cooper said, that's part of their plan. The la even Werner von Braun, he kept telling one of his understudies and one of his friends, um, and, and he frequently would say this, is that don't forget the final card is the alien card. So when they're going to pretend to do a fake alien invasion and try and unite the world under one world government to fight off this uh, uh, this force that's against them. But in reality, we've been working with uh, these uh, uh, entities for a very long time. I mean, there's no doubt that we have a level of separation between what we know and what, what is just out there as conjecture that we have to be clear on, take it with a grain of salt. You know, we're not trying to tell you what to think or do, but when I hear them come out so strongly in, in pronouncing the existence of these, you know, technologies, I have a feeling just in my gut that the majority of it, I'm not saying that entirely the whole uh, space alien narrative is debunked or, or whatever, because I think, as I said before, there, there's a description in the Bible of entities that exist outside of our realm of existence in another plane of existence, which is, is very clear. So it does, in my opinion, exist. I would say, though, more overly, that there are advanced technologies that they want to convince us are alien so that we do not, you know, search deeper for the truth behind those. So I, I don't know. When we come back, though, Nick, I really want to get into this concept of continuity of government further with regard to, you know, these events they have uh, predicted. And that's going to lead us to an interesting report from Greg Reese talking about magnetic pole reversal. And, and I'm going to tie that into some other concepts. So, listen, everybody stay tuned. We have a big show for you. You're going to want to keep it right here. Don't change that dial. You're listening to Just the Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, the New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. You are listening to... The Roar of the Rockies. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com.
Welcome back to Just Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. And Nick, you know, we have a way of just wandering right off topic into all of these esoteric rabbit holes. But I do think it's important when you connect dots on certain things, right? I think it comes from, uh, uh, I think, our natural desire to want to make everything connect and and make a, a fluid picture for us to see clearly what's happening and and with regard to you know starting with this cyber attack that we mentioned this cyber pearl harbor that they've been warning us about for quite some time all the way into you know uh prepping for that to deep underground military bases to everything and, and then into aliens and, and alien technology that i think mostly is probably just highly advanced technology that the government wants us to believe is alien so that we believe you know, so that you categorically dismiss it as being capable of existing, right? That may help them because then we're not actively, you know, pursuing it. A lot of people will dismiss it, brush it off and say, oh, well, that's, you know, they don't have that alien technology, right? I think it's a part of their, uh, you know, OPSEC, right? Operational security. They have to secure this technology and keep it out of the hands of, of we the people because the technology gives them the advantage in how they rule over us, right? Absolutely, and everything comes down to energy. That's really what our our money system is based on now. Instead of actual resources, a uh, a finite amount of resources, therefore giving it value. Um, what it is is really just um, energy bills. You know, those pieces of paper. This is the amount of energy, and, and it all comes back to energy. And if we had an abundance of energy, of free energy, or dang near free energy then they could not control us you wouldn't you could have your own little plot in the middle of nowhere and um, have all the energy you need you can have your own farm you can have your own communities that are completely disconnected from the government uh, they'll have no say uh, in in their lives at all at that point and, and that's something that they don't want yeah it reminds me of our good uh our friends the uh, what the libertarian anarchists right who think that you know, an anarcho-capitalist society is the future. And look, I mean, in idea, in concept or theory, yeah, an anarcho-communist or anarcho-capitalist society may work. But it, to me, it strikes the same as saying that a, you know, a socialist-communist society will be egalitarian and uh, it will eventually become a utopia. In the, in the same, there has to be structure, there has to be law and order, there has to be some sort. I think our system here that we've created, this this republic that's based on a constitution so that we have law and order and a set of, uh, uh, you know, God-given rights that are enshrined within it, that I think that's the best system. But a lot of people will argue, like you said, if you release this technology, you know, you become, you basically will disrupt the, the societal order, which could, could, in my opinion, lead to chaos. So I understand the logic behind why they don't release it. But at the same time, you know, these are technologies, like you said, that, that could, I think, advance us to a point of, uh, you know, going beyond where we are now, you know, just metaphysically, right? Sure. Think about manufacturing and, and metaphysically, that's also kind of related to the technology and how it works um you know they there is another part of reality that's been ignored and hidden actually really more than anything um where the quantum physics has a much bigger role 
in the order of our physical existence in, in this in this way. Um, yeah, so definitely to keep that from us and then also uh, consider, let's say you wanted to manufacture something and one of the biggest issues of we, for example, even any manufacturing in the United States, is that the cost of energy is so uh, important for that for their uh, overhead cost that it's practically impossible to compete with China. But if we had uh, a an energy source that uh, was abundant and cheap, then we could produce anything without even being dependent on other countries. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Yes, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. J.P. Morgan Chase is planning an aggressive expansion, opening more than 500 new U.S. branches over the next three years. The big bank says it wants to broaden its footprint in areas where it's underrepresented. J.P. Morgan Chase has targeted Boston, Charlotte, the area surrounding Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia for its expansion. It plans to hire 3,500 more employees for its branch network. GE Healthcare's quarter is better than forecast. The business, which includes the medical device unit, was separated from General Electric last year. And chemical giant DuPont also reported a better-than-expected quarter. It is raising its dividend and buying back stock. Shares in China are rallying on signs of government support for markets there. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Kosova, invested in you. It's 2024. Do you honestly think the government is looking out for you? Do they have your back? We have political chaos, global wars, no border protection, and our leadership telling you about pronouns and electric cars. It's time to take a hard look at protecting yourself and your family. It's time to visit the Oxford Gold Group. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. 
Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you can invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. This is hour two of the Just Informed Talk Radio show, and we're going to be continuing on with some big stories. For those of you just joining us, to give you a quick recap, where we started was talking about this U.S. House Select Committee hearing on the threat of Chinese-backed cyber attacks, which they call a cyber Pearl Harbor this is a story that I think led us down quite a rabbit hole with regard to talking about, you know, the possibility of ELE extinction level events that go beyond just what we can do and manufacture ourselves. And then talking about the, the contingency plans they have in place, then that led us to the continuity of government and, and some pretty interesting discussions about the, the technology that exists that we aren't able to see and what they want us to believe it is and what it may or may not be able to do as far as unleashing a new uh, age in humanity that they don't want to see because, as Nick pointed out so appropriately, the people who have control of these technologies and the people who have control of the levers of power within these governing systems are terrified of the idea of empowering the masses now for better or worse it could lead to chaos or it could lead to enlightenment but either way they do not want that to happen right nick i think they they collectively think and believe that if we are empowered to that level that then it would just basically spell out their own demise that's right and keep in mind these people 
don't believe that we're intelligent enough to govern ourselves. They think that they know best, and that's why they keep, uh, you know, imposing their beliefs and their systems on us. I mean, for example, even the Federal Reserve System. I mentioned many times before that we couldn't even go to war unless we sold war bonds before the Federal Reserve System. You couldn't just go to the piggy bank. Um, you know, going all the way back to when I was a young man, I, uh, my family, uh, you know, they're Democrats, you know, and so at least my nuclear family. So I was, you know, on that pathway. And then I saw Ron Paul uh, talking about uh, sound money and, and all that. And when I went down the rabbit hole, found out that, you know, I was a Democrat in the mindset, at least. I wasn't necessarily a Democrat yet. I was kind of young, 20 years old or so. But, um, you know, I had much more sympathy for them because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, who would not support social programs to help people? You know, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to do that? And isn't that is that's inhumane, right? But then I found out the answer is that our money system has been created has been creating the problem of perpetual poverty since the Federal Reserve System, and that's their plan. They're extracting our wealth. They're extracting our energy, life force energy from us. We are loose to them, um, nothing more than cattle. And, and if we were to get a sound money system backed by gold and silver at uh, a minimum, uh, then we would be in a much better position. They couldn't extract the wealth from us and uh, you know we wouldn't need social programs if everybody can make enough money to live if they worked at McDonald's or whatever it was yeah I think you're right and I also think that you know one of the big things is that they don't want us to realize what the true potential of humanity is because in that scenario uh, obviously like you said we don't need them and that is detrimental to their stranglehold over control which they are not relinquishing anytime soon now um there are other existential threats to humanity right that that people have studied and and understand and one of the things that people have been studying and talking about over the last few years possibly decades is this concept of a magnetic pole reversal and how historically there was evidence to show that Perhaps this was an event that took place. Perhaps this was the event as described in the Bible as the great flood of Noah's age, where you saw this m massive change in the, the makeup of the planet. And again, this goes to the, the, the historical uh, record shows that there's evidence to, to prove this. And when we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to play a report from Greg Reese that talks about this specific event and how if this is a uh, scenario which the elites are planning for uh, being a possibility to happen then there's two wildly different approaches to how they see themselves uh, moving through this next uh, you know iteration if you will of humanity's existence that look for me as a christian nick I don't worry about this stuff because I know that God is in control. And if things are meant to happen, they will, regardless of me uh, having, you know, I don't really have a say in it. It either happens or it doesn't. But again, these people who have rejected God, who want to become gods themselves, who are embracing this, this advancing artificial intelligence to try to uh, elongate their lifespan so that they can transcend humanity, uh, building their own, digital version of a tower of babel that they think they can go beyond god 
do, do you think it's the hubris in these people or is it just pure evil that makes them believe that they can transcend the world, the plane, the temporal plane in which we exist to become stronger or bigger or greater than that, which God created Nick? Yeah, I think it has to do with that, them wanting to play God. But in the end, I think it ultimately comes down to them knowing deep down that they are headed to the lake of fire. They want to live forever so that they never have to have any repercussions for what they've done to uh, the people and, um, you know, and what they're, you know, how much they've harmed our souls. You know, these people know that that there is a hell awaiting them you know they know it and they don't want to face it so what are they going to do okay let's figure out a way to live forever yeah i mean i think it's driven by fear uh and hubris that they believe they can actually do that uh and 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 that's really i think where this all stems from where we have individuals who get in these positions of power who uh, actually believe that not only uh do they know better than than us right but that they're decisions are humane right and and one of the things i wanted to talk about when we come back is uh i want to talk about how they see us you know you've talked about it before i've talked about it before nick they they look at us as cattle right and i have this story here from uh this weekend talking about how u.s cattle herds are at a 73 year low as retail beef prices are at record highs and you think well what does this have to do with anything well i'll explain very quickly before the break here you know what we're seeing is that cattle across or, or ranchers across the country have been culling their herds uh, to retain for breeding because of persistent droughts and surging feeding costs and elevated interest rates. And in the same way, if they see us as cattle, then you, you could understand clearly how they could think in their minds that doing things like the COVID vaccine or anything else, the way they perceive it is they're just thinning out the herd, right? They're culling the herd because it's for the greater good, right, Nick? That's that's what they – I think they believe that in their in their hearts, right? Yeah, they went to – you know, they had uh, the different philosophies and stuff in college. And, of course, it's commie-run universities now. They're basically all run by communists and infiltrated by them. And one of the things they talk about is utilitarianism, which basically is what does the most good for society, you know, and then that removes them from any moral uh, accountability in their minds. I mean, it's always it's always for the greater good, right? That's what they keep telling us. This is for your own good. You will own nothing and be happy for the greater good while they dine on filet mignon and lobster in their on their uh, private islands. Stay tuned, folks. I'm going to play that Greg Reese report when we come back after the break. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts. 
French farmers are dumping manure onto government buildings and onto the roads. They are turning freeways into fields and setting them on fire. They are blocking the motorways and they are dumping and destroying foreign imported foods. They are sending a message out to the people that government decreed starvation is coming. And it's not just the French, it's happening in Germany, Greece, Spain, Belgium, Italy, and Ireland. And it looks like it's just getting started. This is, of course, in response to the European Union's green agenda. The EU is imposing extreme regulations on farmers, which are forcing them out of business. Globalist media is spreading propaganda that farming is bad for the environment. And domestic terrorists in America are setting fire to farms. This is all being blamed on the lie that humans are responsible for climate change. And so the solution for Western governments seems to be to depopulate, or rather, murder its own people. History tells us that the climate does radically change. Examples such as the Younger Dryas Ice Age that occurred 12,000 years ago shows us that these things do happen. And the current level of earthquake activity and volcanic eruptions could be an indicator that the climate is radically changing again. In the late 1940s, Major Maynard White, commander of Project Nanook, discovered that the Earth experiences routine magnetic pole flips that occur in the span of just one day. But this information was suppressed from the public and was directly followed by the birth of the United Nations global warming propaganda campaign. Western governments adopted the man-made global warming cover story, but this does not seem to be the case in the East. In Russia, talk of a pole shift is openly being discussed. Russian scientists have been tracking the wandering magnetic north, which has been exponentially moving towards Siberia for decades. And even state-run media RIA News has been reporting that the north and south magnetic poles have repeatedly changed places, and that it could happen again at any moment. Russian media has even cited the work of the sleeping American prophet Edgar Cayce, who predicted a sudden climate change that would lead to the death of cities and cause the European Arctic to thaw. The Russian Federation seems to be preparing for this pole shift. Massive infrastructure is being developed in the Eurasian Arctic, and Russian bases in Antarctica are being drastically restored. The farmers in Russia are not being attacked, they are being given extra subsidies by the government and encouraged to expand. These contrasting agendas between the East and the West could explain the current conflicts. If the poles are expected to flip, then it would explain just about all the madness that is happening today. And the plan of the Western governments appears to be to cull the population and weather the storm underground.
Greg Reese reporting. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. That was a report from Greg Reese talking about what we're seeing with the possibility of this magnetic pole reversal and how if this is a scenario that the West and East, the entire world governments are preparing for, then they're taking two wildly different approaches. In the West, the old aristocratic families and the old, you know, uh, um, what do you call them? The, the royal lineage of the ruling class that exists in Western European uh, society. They've decided we need to call the population, whereas in the East, they've taken a different approach. It seems that they want to embrace humanity and prepare for what's ahead. Uh, either way, it does seem as though this is a possibility. Now, Nick, before we go into the, the logistics of all of this and what it is, I want to remind everybody out there listening that, you know, there's a lot of contention when people start talking about the age of the earth, right? And there's a lot, especially amongst Christians, there's different ideas for, you know, how old the earth must be. And, you know, to, to subscribe to certain biblical beliefs, you can only believe the earth is uh, X amount of years old and that creation started at this point in time. But here's my opinion. And, and obviously, if you disagree with me, that's great. You can feel free to call text 877-536-1360 or leave a comment or in below the video or in the live chat but this is how i look at it i remind myself of second peter chapter 3 verse 8 and 9 where it says don't let this one thing escape you with the lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day the Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And I, and I temper myself with those words to say that for some of you out there listening, it may be a tough pill for you to swallow thinking the earth is older than uh, what we have been able to, to see or believe at this up to this point. But I just that's where I remind myself that in the, the spectrum of time, God is in control, and for him, time doesn't work the same way as it does for us, right, Nick? And I just want to throw that out there as a, you know, kind of a, a give a little more context on, on my beliefs as a Christian with regard to uh, looking at the historical record and geological records and things like that, that I think, you know, exist at a timeline that God creates, not us, Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, there is, my opinion, some sort of connection between prayer, the quantum field that holds us together, the energy that holds us together that nobody accounts for. No one talks about that in, in physics, really. You know, what holds the form we have? And I, I think it's all uh, energy that links back to, uh, it's uh, non-temporal, right? And it, and it is a uh, quantum and it, it ties back to our creator and it's it's clearly a design um and if, if you look at it even from a scientific perspective that way i agree so that i just want to throw it out there because you know i know some people out there listening may hear the, these ideas of you know pole, re, magnetic pole reversal and you know these different ages of extinction level events and things that have happened but it, in god's timing as it says here in second Peter, I mean, a day for the Lord is like a thousand years. 
And so his timeline is, is far different than ours, and our understanding of time even uh, is just a, a complete and total uh, different scenario. And, and you know, you got to think of these being man-made institutions too, like time and clocks and calendars. And I think we're supposed to actually have like 13 months, right? Ideally, yet we're under the was it the Gregorian calendar of 12 months. You know, it's it, there's some stuff that we could read into on all that. But to get back to this Greg Reese video and what it's discussing, particularly this magnetic pole reversal event that. If I mean, and I've been watching the reports probably just as well as you and Nick and others out there, where it talks about that this is an event that could happen overnight in in some uh, predictions. That it's something that could happen very rapidly and suddenly. That it, it, it some people have talked about how the Russians have been, and in that report it talked about they've been tracking the wandering pole. Right, our pole is not stationary. You think of the North Pole, and and you think maybe of. Uh, for some people, they think of, uh, you know, Santa Claus and, and this pole, this candy stripe pole that's just sitting up in uh, up in Alaska or up, you know, in the Arctic Circle somewhere as being the, the pole itself. But in reality, we have what's called a wandering pole right now that's been shifting greatly. And if you think of the Earth as a magnet, right, what happens, Nick, when you take two magnets and you put them next to each other? Uh if they are facing the right direction, they will come together and they will lock together, right? But if they're facing different directions, then they will actually not allow themselves to touch and they will, you know, wobble and go in different directions. And that's kind of how you have to understand in my very layman understanding of this. Uh, that's how you have to understand our magnetic poles. They're shifting, they're wobbling. And this is all being... Uh, part of in, it, what we're encountering with the uh, electromagnetic uh, radiation from the sun, right? These solar flares, this constant bombardment from our sun of this electromagnetic radiation, which is uh, essentially what magnetism is, and that we have a field which protects us from this. But there's a couple scenarios, right? There's a scenario where a large enough EMP or coronal mass ejection or, or not EMP, a large enough coronal mass ejection or solar flare could destabilize the pole and make it flip immediately from impact. Or there's the, the scenario that just over time with the constant bombardment of that radiation and that magnetic radiation from the sun, that the pole will wobble enough to where it snaps and, and flips. But either way, the impact from an event like that would be um, un, unimaginable, right, Nick? We're talking about tsunamis that could take over entire continents. We're talking about the shifting of where the poles actually are, meaning our, our rotational axis could be altered. And thus is how people have claimed that Antarctica perhaps was this ancient city of Atlantis that... It doesn't exist anymore. Now, I don't know about all of that. I, I mean, that's a little bit too esoteric for me at the moment to comment on. However, I will say that in the event that this does happen or that they see this as a reality or a possibility, given that we're coming up on a time frame where it is possible for it to occur, if you look at that report, Nick, and you see the Western perspective versus the Eastern perspective, it tells you almost everything you need to know about how we are viewed individually by those in power, right? That's right. And, and uh, of course, 
you know, it could be that they also know mechanisms to make this happen to the Earth on their own, you know, that they could use from their technologies that they have. For example, the guy down on Antarctica that was there, a contractor said that they caused an earthquake in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, you know, and, and that's just one little piece of it. You know, maybe these guys are planning that and they always have been, you know, um, shoot maybe that's why john Kerry's been going down to antarctica and those other people have gone down to that uh, to get briefed on their plans who knows but this this is you know scientifically though with the magnetic pole um there's a, a magnetic pole shift can be sudden uh dipole you know it uh it'd be a momentary depolarization shockwave pulse and then a repole repolarization shockwave pulse for you know so for the last 60 days i'm not saying uh, be, be alarmed i'm just saying for the last 60 days um uh, a friend of mine he's a scientist has been checking out this and he says there's been some sharp energy pulses from the sun and uh going to the space weather live websites his, his resources were from um the magna uh, magno or forgive me magnetometers across europe australia sweden and north america so if if their data is good assuming that it is um you know uh it'd be something something to really focus on or, or, or think about uh, a potential depolarization spike and then an opposite pulse that would uh, cause the uh, magnetic pole to flip. Yeah, I agree. I think that anything is in the realm of possibility, but I do see a scenario happening where regardless of whether this is likely to happen within our lifetimes, even if it's even the most remote possibility that these are contingencies being planned, and we talked about this to kind of uh, circle it back, as Jen Sakai would say, the uh, unimpressive former White House press secretary, that, you know, this is a part of planning in the continuity of government scenarios, right, Nick, that, that they factor in not just nuclear war and cyber, you know, Pearl Harbor's, and, you know, unforeseen black swan events like terrorist attacks, but they go as far as to include, you know, massive extinction level events where you could see an entire, uh, you know, an, an outside existential threat that, that we can't foresee. Right. So they're preparing for all of these things. And I think that yeah, uh, absolutely, I think we should be prepared, too. That's that's all. My only contention is that I don't think we should live in fear. I think that would be the wrong the wrong choice, but I do think we should live uh, aware, right, of these things and prepared. And we'll talk about that more when we come back. And and this kind of leads us into a story I want to talk about with the, the the gathering of our genetic data. And we're going to get into some weird areas with that too, because it's almost like they're cataloging us in expectation of this. But stay tuned. We're going to talk about that. And much more when we come back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. 
Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. Before the break, we were talking about some interesting topics, including uh, this concept of a magnetic pole reversal and what the implications of that would essentially be and how it seems as though if there are contingency plans in the works, that there's, that there's two separate approaches being taken by the, the Western, you know, the West and the East, if you want to buy, if you want to separate it in that, in those terms. Uh, but Nick, you know, we talk about these possibilities and how they are creating contingencies and continuity of government structural plans to be able to uh, essentially protect this, this control grid that they've established. And like you said, when the stuff hits the fan proverbially, these people will not be they're not making these plans to help us through these problems they're making these plans with the full intention being that they are going to ride it out and then wait for us to basically take care of ourselves or be wiped out and then they will re-emerge and create something from the ashes right that's conceptually what they're doing Yes, which is all the more reason why they would hate Russia because Russia is taking care of their citizens. They're going to have their whole – mostly their whole society if they can get there in time protected. As you said, they've been preparing for this and they made plenty of provisions and plans and, and uh, an underground basis for their, for their whole entire populations to, to be protected. And uh, that doesn't seem to be the plan of the cabal and, and they're upset. I mean hypothetically if this is all – plays out as we were talking then it makes sense that they would really dislike russia they'd be a threat for whenever they hide out um and then come up they're going to have some competition well i just thought of something and 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 you can tell me if i'm wrong on this but perhaps they actually love russia right perhaps it's it's all kabuki theater this this false perception that that they hate russia because think about it if they're if they're 
allowing Russia to prepare its citizens to survive this, and they are convincing us that Russia is evil and basically cutting us off from uh, knowing anything about what's happening in Russia so that we don't start looking at it you know, critically and saying, well, maybe we should be doing these same things to prepare ourselves. It seems like it would only be reasonable to, to logically infer that they want us dead, they want Russia to survive, and then in the aftermath, they would prefer to build a society based on, you know, a, a Russia survival. You know what I mean? Like that, that to me is where my brain goes because I don't like to think linear. Uh, I don't like to think in a, in a linear path. Usually I think in these kind of a, a obscurities and I think that, you know, it, it, it seems like it might make sense, Nick, that they, it, it, they, it, they want Russia to survive and they want to, they want Russia to be the, the, what is left. Right. I mean, what else could you infer? Right. They, they aren't preparing us for these things. They're preparing themselves in their bunkers. But, but you know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm, I'm going too much on a, limb, on a limb there. Hey, that that's always a possibility. You know, uh, it's fun to go through these exercises and talk about this kind of war game out scenarios and everything. It's important to do that, um, whether it's a strategy for your life or or just analyzing current situations and current events. Um, and I, I think that's not too far out there. What if that was part of it? And uh, it could be, it could be. And I have a feeling that all the governments know if it were gonna happen, they all know um, what's gonna be happening after. They probably have some sort of agreement for after survival. Um, and I'm sure that um, there's a lot more planned for what happens than, than we know. Well, I think that there is a lot more to this than we uh, even can see with regard to how they're preparing. We have a few texters texting in, just want to point it out. Somebody texted in, uh, I guess one of my uh, golfing buddies maybe, says, Common Justin, stop calling Craig and James. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. All right. Uh, somebody else from the 970 texted and said, I am not following a magnetic pole shift. Does what? Let's the solar wind temp remove some atmosphere? Well, it's far beyond that. If there is a magnetic pole shift, Nick, I think we should be clear to explain why this is such a, uh, this would be such a disastrous thing for humanity. Uh, predominantly, it's because of, I think, the, the tidal forces, right? That there would be, you know, it, it would ultimately, yes, there would be some moments, like you said, where we would have these temporary surges of uh, high levels of electromagnetic radiation from the sun as the shift is occurring. But if you think about the Earth, right, it is on an axis, if you believe it's it's round, right, which I have no reason not <laughs> to think that, but there are people out there who would argue otherwise. However, if this does occur, and, and, and again, this is all premised in the concept that the Earth is round and that we live in. Uh, you know, with gravity and, and a solar system and all that. And if the poles reverse, it's not just the uh, the solar wind temp, you know, pulling off some of our atmosphere, which would be a part of it. It is more overly about the effects on Earth with regard to, we have, you know, 70% of our surface is covered with water. And when you have a violent uh, imagine the two magnets, right? Like I was saying before, and if they're not facing the correct direction, they will actually push each other uh, from one side to another. Now, if you take the Earth and you do that rapidly, then what the, the scientists who have been studying this uh, speculate 
is that there would be these things, these, these massive tsunamis. You would have these initial tsunamis where because the earth would be shaken so abruptly that water would then be pushed up onto land. And because most of humanity lives near a coastline, you can understand why that would be so disastrous for humanity at large because they're there you know you think of what happened in that tsunami back in 2004 and in, in i think sri lanka it was just times that times like a thousand and then on top of that after those initial tsunamis occur well that water comes rushing back and they have these things called sloshback tsunamis which they speculate would be uh, large enough to inundate entire continents practically unless you're living at a certain elevation where you would be above that the ability for those those to touch you so that is i think the real danger at least the imminent threat of a magnetic pole reversal am i wrong nick or am i am i close on that yes that's that's correct and then imagine of course the the water if that the earth slowed down its rotation just slightly let's say i don't know half as much or a quarter as much the water if you think about a bathtub when you're in it the water is going to continue it's got centripetal centripetal force and it's going to continue moving forward and then uh as it is already because it's not really i mean it's on the earth it's not really i mean there are parts with water under the earth but you you get my drift and then don't forget that um if it heats up on the inside you've got the uh the convection cell basically coming from the heated material near the core that rotates uh, going up towards the mant through the mantle up to the crust it rotates around cools and then goes back down kind of like in a circular motion and uh, when fluids are in motion they actually have a lower pressure and the same for air that's how wings of an aircraft work with the Bernoulli effect so imagine that um, not working properly the the uh, the path that it normally takes stops or slows down or something, then um, that lower pressure that's caused from that would, uh, you know, go to a higher pressure, which would kind of unlock the plates in a way too, which if you think that could happen too, but uh, what's most likely to happen, at least was explained to me from a scientist friend of mine, is that um, that uh, that could happen, but the locking of the, the mantle hardening uh, could cause all kinds of problems in the same way. Yeah, so it's not just about, you know, our atmosphere being, you know, degraded by the, the shifting of the pole and that, that it, depending on the length of time in which it takes the pole to reverse, there would be a moment of, of, you know, vulnerability for our atmosphere, of course. And some people speculate that that was a part of how uh, Mars lost its atmosphere was through something uh, a similar event to a, a massive coronal, a coronal mass ejection coupled with some sort of uh, pole instability was how they're um, essentially they lost that atmosphere. But that's all, this is all in the realm of speculation. And, and I would say, Nick, fairly enough, we're both, we're both sort of laymen in this. There are scientists who have very deep rooted and understandings of this. So, uh, if you want to research it, we'll give you some resources. I know Ben Davidson over at Suspicious Observers, the YouTube channel, has a whole series on catastrophism that goes into detail about how these things happen and how they would happen and how they uh, hypothetically have happened historically. But this is just our, our temporal understanding. And, and I want to get into the genetics that they're harvesting when we come back. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk. 
The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. You can run on for a long time Welcome back to Just Forum Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We're talking about this possibility of a magnetic pole reversal, what that means, what that looks like. And it seems as though we have somebody calling in. Uh, let's, Nick, do you want to take a call real quick? Sure. All right, let's 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 see what we uh, we have here. Caller, you're on the air. What 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 do you got for us? Well, I just hate to piss in your Cheerios, but uh, pole reversals will not affect the ocean tides at all. Okay, and why do you say that? Well, for the obvious thing, the ocean water is not magnetic. The poles have nothing to do with ocean tides. They, the tides are affected by the moon, by the gravitational effect of the moon. Okay. That's interesting. I, I really I mean, want to learn more about that. I mean, kids in elementary school are taught this. Okay. Is that is that what you have to contribute? Because I, I can point you to source material if you want to go do uh, some, some research on your own. I mean, like I said, I've uh, given a resource for an entire series on catastrophism that details how these sloshback tsunamis are a part of a magnetic pole reversal. But if you're, you know, wanting to challenge that. And your sources is what? And what, what is your source? Uh, I said Ben Davidson. He, he has a channel called Suspicious Observers. He has a very long and extensive series on explaining how these things oh, would and work. and he's an authority. He's written articles in, in peer-reviewed <laughs> uh, journals, right? 
Yeah, brother. See, that's I, a logical fallacy, yeah. buddy. That's a logical fallacy um, that well, an academia is going to have the best yeah, answers. It's going to be obsolete soon. Let me tell you why. Story. Because AI is going to replace those people that are tenured, that are causing blocks for research and development. What has that out got to do with this topic? Well, I, I know the basic earth science. You want to deflect? Go ahead. The point is, the fact is, Full reversals will not affect the tides. That's all there is to it. Okay. Well, I mean, that's your that's your postulation, and you're sticking to it. Thanks for calling in. No, it's uh, not my postulation. Yeah, well, that's a fact. Well, that's good. That's You know, you can uh, believe what you'd like, and that's the beauty of uh, this country where we have that freedom. Uh, we've given you the information, and uh, you're welcome to take it and do with it as, as you will. Uh, but that was uh, our liberal friend Brian calling in to tell us, Thanks about, for calling in. Yeah, thanks for calling in. You, you know, you're contributing to the show and you're listening. That's what matters. Uh, even if you disagree, you're still here listening to us. But finally, the one thing I want to talk about, Nick, uh, is this 23andMe controversy. So an overseas private equity firm is now looking at ac- acquiring uh, in a fire sale this DNA testing company, which has been cataloging and and basically uh, you know, putting into a library all of our genetic material and information, which I think is is almost, you know, of course there are real-world applications to taking our genetic information and then using it for advancing science and medicine and all of those things. But, Nick, has it ever, you know, struck you that there's a more sort of uh, nefarious purpose behind all of this, considering the people who are in charge of running these uh, corporations are all a part of the same sort of cabal that we've identified as individuals who are a part of this globalist, uh, you know, uh, offshoot that want to, you know, do all of these things to enslave humanity. Specifically speaking, 23andMe's chief executive officer is Ann Wojcicki, whose su- whose brother or sister, maybe brother, who knows these days, is Susan Wojcicki, who is the CEO of YouTube, who's been in charge of the censorship regime there and silencing, you know, a political dissident to whatever narrative they try to sell, who was also in a relationship closely with Sergey Brin, the founder of Google. And we've seen what Google has done to uh, to shut down free speech and free thought and debate. So, Nick, when I look at this and I and I I, I just wanted to bring this in to wrap it up in the context of, you know, if these kind of things are on the uh, time or on the timeline where they're like, we're preparing for it, they'd also be preparing by cataloging, cataloging our DNA like this, right? Yes, there's a movie, I think it's called Spectre with Daniel Craig. It's about James Bond, and they have these uh, technology where they can just target specific individuals once they have their DNA sequenced with whatever vulnerability that they have um, by uh, infecting them. And, uh, you know, that's a real threat. Our government actually, you know, warns against that for people that are government employees. Don't be given your DNA to them. Um, And, you know, that begs the question, now what where does HIPAA begin and end? That's our medical information, um, basically, you know, different than having it stored on a, a disc that you would transport in between one doctor to another to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, breaches, you know, and then these people are just going to sell our DNA or our medical, you know, technically it's part of your medical makeup. They make medical predictions whether or not you're going to be more susceptible to cancer or whatever it is using your DNA. Um, so why would that not be protected? And these people are hawking it for tremendous profits and it's probably going to be used against us someday. Yeah, no, I've heard one of the most dystopic things I've ever heard actually was this concept of the fact that that there are uh, abilities within science for these large m pharmaceutical companies and others to create cures that are specifically tailored to our, our specific DNA, which if you're voluntarily submitting your DNA to one of these companies and paying them to analyze it, then they are taking that genetic information and in a way they, they are buying or being paid to own the uh, intellectual property that it is which then if they if you get cancer somewhere down the line and they need you need a specific treatment that they can use your dna to create it but then they can own it and sell it back to you you, you understand what i'm saying nick i think that's one of that's one of the craziest things i've heard with regard to what they could do with it but there are many other things that we just don't have time to dive into here on the show today yeah, and I find it strange that the 23andMe CEO is also related to the YouTube CEO who is married to uh, the Google CEO, Sergey Brin. Uh, it makes me wonder, you know, and there's some sort of uh, bridge there they had a plan all along. You know, I mean, look what they're doing with China with Google. They helped them create a control grid that is oppressive to their people. And Facebook did the same thing. And uh, these people all run in the same circles. You know, maybe they had this planned all along. Yeah. Go look up Project Dragonfly if you don't believe us. But hey, we're going to get to all that and more in, in future episodes. There's a lot more we can cover on this, but until then, we'll just leave it there. When we come back, we're going to leave you with a little bit of hope and encouragement to take with you today. We hope you guys stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. We'll be back after the break. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064.
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James, Nick No, You know, in our final segment, we always leave you with some hope and encouragement to take with you today, and today is no different. But before we do that, Nick, I want to just uh, say thank you, another great show. Thank you to everybody out there listening. Nick, do you have anything you want to leave the audience with today? Let's. We're going to try to work this into every final segment. We'll have, like, Nick's final thought for the day. What's your final thought for the day, Nick? My final thought for the day is don't get caught up in logical fallacies. Those are used often to trick you and deceive and hide the truth of information, you know, such as appeal to authority, you know, saying that because an authority thinks something, it must be true. Um, you know, uh, a lot of different things and ways that it can be done. Straw men, uh, slippery slope, false cause. Check all that stuff out. Make sure you understand. Um you know, how the information that we've been presented with has been basically all uh, fabricated. And a lot of the scientific stuff, look at what happened with the um, COVID. Those guys made false reports and, and uh, you know, stuff that they had to retract later saying that hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin didn't work and helping, you know, that sort of stuff. Don't forget that stuff happened. And remember that in the future, we have a bright future ahead and, uh, there aren't going to be people that are gatekeeping knowledge from us. I agree. I think that's a very wise thought for the day. Everybody take that with you. And uh, we're going to leave everybody with some hope and encouragement with some scripture here. And and how appropriate, again, like I say, I don't plan these or pick these before the show. The topics fall where they do. The scripture falls, falls where it does. And we just follow it to its conclusion. And today is a, a rather interesting one. The fleeting nature of life, Psalm 39. I mean, I couldn't have picked a more appropriate one, I guess, given the topic of today's show. But it, it is, I think, always serendipitous to look at how God aligns these things for us. I don't, as I said, plan this out. I just plan that tomorrow we're going to do an X verse, and, and I'm always ready for it and preparing. But uh, the shows aren't planned around the, the verses. They just land where they are. Obviously, we started in Psalm 1. Now we're on Psalm 39, and I want to read this to you. It says, I said I will guard my ways so that my— so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent even from speaking good and my pain intensified. My heart grew hot within me as I mused a fire burned. I spoke with my tongue, Lord, reveal to me the end of my life and the number of my days. Let me know how short-lived I am. You indeed have made my days short in length and my span, my lifespan as nothing in your sight. Yes, every mortal man is only a vapor, Salah. Certainly, man walks about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they frantically rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who will get them. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me ta the taunt of fools. I am speechless. I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your torment from me. I fade away because of the force of your hand. You discipline a man with punishment for sin, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Every man is only a vapor. Hear my prayer, Lord, and listen to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a foreigner residing with you, a temporary resident like all my fathers. Turn your angry gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and I'm gone. And I want everybody out there to remember this, that life is simply a, a vapor. It's here today and gone tomorrow, but what's eternal is what is not seen. The things that we see around us, they're all going to come to nothing, but what is unseen lasts forever. And what is unseen is God who is above, and the sacrifice 
by his son for our eternal salvation. So if you haven't accepted Jesus as your savior, now is my plea. Just repent, open your heart, say a prayer, let Jesus in as your savior and watch God do great things in your life. And if you have, take these words with you to remind yourself that there is a fleeting nature of life, but we put our faith in the Lord and he will deliver us. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Thanks to everybody out there listening. Thanks to the caller, texters, everybody. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you, patriots.